We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Wednesday night edition of Knicks Fan TV Live presented by Manscaped. And this is another edition of our off-season central live stream. Special guest, my guy Jonathan Macri from the Knicks Film School. This is the second part of the Home and Home series. If you missed part one, make sure you catch it, man. It was one of the best podcasts I did all year. That's over on the Knicks Film School YouTube channel and podcast as well. So make sure you guys check part one from last week. And tonight's topic, last week we did a mailbag. Tonight we're going to dig deep into uh, the million-dollar question, the question that bedevils Knicks fans for the last 20 years or so. <laughs> and who's Boy. running the point? <laughs> what are our point guard options of this year? And we're going to do a complete breakdown. Of course, take your calls and opinions on it. Phone lines are up 657-383-1509. You could also check us on the Knicks Fan TV Discord as well to get your calls through. Macri, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. It's uh, I'm just I was checking the calendar before. It's July 7th, so yeah. we're three weeks away from the draft. So that's exciting. Yeah. Will, will our point guard be found there? Yeah. And we are four weeks away from free agency. Will our point guard be found, or will yeah. there be a trade somewhere in between? I, I here, here's the only thing I feel confident in saying. I feel confident in saying our starting point guard game one of next season will not be the same as a starting point guard. Game one of last season. of last season, which which I'm I'm hopeful for, and uh, and you know, listen, I love D Rose as well, but the other guy, I'm I'm hopeful for that that the other guys is not returning. Uh, I'd love to yeah. see D Rose back, but but we'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, real quick, you know, we, we kicked off part one just talking about the the impact that the season had on, on Knicks fan TV. Let, let's talk about, you know, how it impacted you at Knicks Film School. You know, not only was the team on the rise unexpectedly, but you also had a new addition to the Macri clan, uh, you know, yes. a, another daughter added to the stable. So how was the, the whole season, you know, how did that impact you? Um, Gosh, it was, I mean, I'll use the same word I think you probably used, which is it was kind of surreal. Um, 
because uh, I think everybody, you know, not to get too deep on a, on a off season podcast about, you know, point guards, but like, you know, everybody has goals they set in life and things that they want to do and accomplish and where they see themselves at a certain point. And uh, there were a lot of things that came together, you know, for me personally this year in terms of kind of completing the family and, um, you know, doing, having this, you know, reach a certain level, which was obviously very satisfying. But I, I would say just when I look back on this year, now with a little bit of hindsight, um, just the fact that the the whole Knicks community at, a, at, at one point, you know, there was a little bit of disagreement early on. Should we be tanking? Are we winning too much? Yeah. You know, is Tibbs playing the right guys? Isn't that at some point it, we all kind of came together and just enjoyed the ride. Yep. And like to, to experience that togetherness and like that, honestly, that joy, especially during the win streak, like the win streak, I'll always remember, but you know, up right up through the playoffs and everything. Um, and to experience that with everybody, um, you know, all on board was just, you know, I think that's, that's why you become a sports fan, right? It's like, yes, everybody wants to see a chip. We all want to see a championship, right? Everybody wants to see a championship, but um, to get those moments um, that you look back on and you'll, you know, you'll tell your proverbial, you'll tell your grandkids about yeah. um, that was pretty cool. True story, man. Like, like you said, you know, the conversation shifted from which direction are we going and which, what's the right direction to everybody kind of just at the edge of their seat, you know, as they continue to try to maintain that four seed and crack into the playoffs and, and, you know, all the jubilation that came with it. So definitely yeah. un- unexpected surprise season. And, and once again, congratulations to you, man, on, on the addition of the family, bro. Uh, thank you, sir. We're, we're, we're both, uh, we're both dads and proud, still doing proud what we're fathers, doing, so man. <laughs> not going wood. Not going wood. <laughs> be, be thankful for family, man. Indeed. That, Lots that's of wood. Let's knock on all the wood. Yeah, there we go. Absolutely, man. So, okay. So, as you said, the draft is coming up soon. We got free agency on the way. We have Vildoza and, and Argentina in the Olympics. So, lot, lots of things to, uh, lots of point guard options that, that we need to analyze here. Let's kick this off with your top three free agency or or trade and we'll, we'll get into the draft afterwards but let's let's go free agency trade first let's start with number three on, on your top three point guard pursuits who are you who are you going with you know um it, i so i sent you ask me to send you three yeah. names or, or or trade targets oh, we do have I, the honorable mention right yeah let's i, I go, sent you i sent you four and yeah, i'm like i'm can i talk can i like ride the fence on the last let's two the first two, I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty solid on. The more I've thought about this, so I'm just gonna say my. Can I say my last two are are Malcolm Brogdon and Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. Um, and I there are reasons. So let me just say at the outset, mm-hmm. um, if you're listening to this or you're watching this, regardless of who I say or who you say or who anybody says, there's gonna be a lot of people out there who are going to absolutely hate yes. it yes. because none of these guys are perfect. Yeah. Um, and and they're. You know, I specifically didn't say Lonzo Ball because I'm I look at Lonzo Ball as someone who might play the point guard, but he's merely more of a wing. Um, Brogdon, I just think is is has become a little bit more interesting to me only because his name popped up in the trade, the Ben Simmons mm-hmm. you know trade room. Right. We don't really know how real that is, but you know, if the Pacers want to move on from him, my concern with him was was never about how good he was; it was always about what it would cost. So if they're a little bit more amenable to moving him. I kind of like that as an option. And Dinwiddie is just kind of a guy. I've always had a soft spot for Dinwiddie, um, which is crazy because he hates. <laughs> even even with the trolling, just despite being the number one Nick troll. 
But here's the thing. I look at it as if I was rooting for the team yeah. that he was on and he was trolling an opponent, what would I think of it? I would love it. Yeah. I would absolutely eat it up. And and the thing that I always go back to with, with Dinwiddie is I know the shot is not great, um, but I, I don't, of all the reasons that, that you know, he who shall not be named was, was detrimental to the Knicks' efforts last year, mm-hmm. um, I actually think Tibbs kind of figured out a way around his his shooting difficulties. I don't. I think if they got Dinwiddie, um, I don't think his lack of a shot, at least during the regular season, I don't think it would hurt them too much. During the playoffs, maybe a little bit of a different story, which is why he's down lower on my list, um, and also the health issue, and also what he's yeah. going to cost. So again, none of these guys are perfect options, but those would be you know the kind of three A and three B on my list. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I have Brogdon as as number one, actually. You know, okay. as a trade target. Um, just what because... would you give up? Can I ask you? <sighs> man, that's that's tough, man. That that is tough. Twenty eight years old. Yeah. You know, downside is the injury. He hasn't played a complete season yet. Yeah. Twenty one and five. You know, versatile. Can play the one. Can play the two. Can guard both. Almost size. almost forty percent from three, Man. and good good three point looks too. You, I yeah. mean, we remember those games against the Pacers early in the season where it was just like he was just firing away and he yeah. seemed like he was saying everything. Yeah. And I, I think he had some pretty good volume too. I got to check the numbers. Yeah, man, what would I give up? Gonna have to pay to play, man. I mean, for Brogdon, does does nineteen. I feel like maybe 19 and the Dal- and the 23 Dallas pick, which again, yeah. I don't think they're going to give up because I think they want to hold that in reserve yeah. for, you know, whatever trade is going to be down, down the, the line. Road. But if they think, you know, Brogdon can be a trade piece, it's interesting. I would do that. You would do that? I would, I, think, I would, about, that. I would think long and hard about that because what's, you know, we don't have to get into a whole Dallas conversation, yeah. but like what is that pick really going to be in, in two years? Right. I yeah. would do that. I would do that for Brogdon. Because for me... I, I just would like to solidify the position, man, and have okay. somebody that can grow with the team, continue to build chemistry with the team. Uh, he fits. You know, he fits. I think he's the closest thing on the trade market. Uh, putting putting the draft aside, like you said, we're putting yeah. the draft aside for this conversation as far as, like, long-term answers. Mm-hmm. But as far as just trade or free agency. Mm-hmm. I think if you're like, we want to just have our point guard here. He's going to be here for the next five years. We know he's going to be able to do X, Y, and Z and get us, you know, where we need to go. He's the best option of those. I think yeah. where you have him on your list and why I have him a little bit lower is I'm a little bit more open to the idea of, of a stopgap within full acknowledgement of the fact that it's a stopgap. Right. Just cause I, I just, I'm, I'm not, I guess I mean I guess I'm not as sold on on a guy like Brogdon, but I think he's good. I think he's good. As you said, it, it, there's no perfect uh, <laughs> options right now. I just I, I like his tenacity, man. I, I like yeah. him against the Knicks, obviously. You know what I mean? Yeah. It always gives us fits. The health is a sure. major concern, especially when you're talking about trading for him. Gonna be interesting to see how because uh, the Pacers have a nice little core there. If you factor in Brogdon, Karras, you have uh, Sabonis there. You know, what will Carlisle want to do with the with the Pacers' ownership? 
you know, does he want to cultivate that group or does he look to move on from Brogdon? He's owed about 20 plus million over the next two years, yep. um, which, which to me is a decent deal. So it's going to be interesting to see which direction they want to go in, man. But if Brogdon could be had, I, I would definitely, I hope that the Knicks would look into it. Yeah. It's, it's one of these kind of, it's an interesting, uh, I guess, team building situation you yep. might say, because I think when they signed uh, Brogdon a couple of years ago, I don't think Sabonis had had quite um, kind of like Randall, right? Mm-hmm. Had quite revealed himself as this guy that you really you could run an offense through, um, which he's kind of become. And now with Levert, who I, I know everybody hates Levert, um, but he's a guy, and I'm I'm not I'm not really sure he's worth it. But if he's going to be on your team, he's going to be dictating a lot of the offense as well. So yeah. if they if they're really all in on Levert and all in on uh, Sabonis. Do you need, you know, a Brogdon as much? Or or perhaps maybe that's Brogdon's best role as a guy who is third or fourth on the depth chart in terms of how often he has the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, but I also wonder, like, what what are they looking for? Are they looking for draft picks? Or would it have to be um, a three-team trade where, you know, maybe uh, the Pacers would be getting an, an upgrade from somewhere else and then the picks would be diverted to that third team, which, you know, those are tough to, and, tough to figure out. And he also had some success, you know, with the Bucks off the ball as well. Sure. You know, absolutely. so it's going to be interesting, as you said, with factoring in Levert, even Warren, you know, Warren, oh, I forgot about Warren. Sabonis yeah. as well. If Warren's available, man, I, I'd like for the Knicks to look into that as well. I like, I like Warren. Yeah. Uh, again, injury risk there. Um, Dinwiddie would be interesting. Dinwiddie would definitely be interesting. As you said, the 30% shooting from three, the shot's not there, but he's still a creative scorer, man. You yeah. know, Dinwiddie can still get buckets. As much as Knicks fans like to hate on him, he's always killed the Knicks. <laughs> and he's, he's a timely bucket, man. I would definitely he's, look into it. I think I have him... I have him second on my list. I have Brogdon one, Dinwiddie two on my list. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I, I'm afraid to ask where you have my top two guys. Yeah. We'll 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 get there. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there, man. Um. So Dinwiddie's interesting. I think he has a twelve million dollar player option. I, he dec- I believe he declined that. Already. Oh, you already he declined. Anna- it. He announced that he was the. Yeah, I think it was a Woj uh, tweet from sometime this week. So yeah. Okay. He is he is out there on the market. I mean, again. Is it the years that worry you? Is it going to be the dollars that worry you? How many how many years is he going to be? How many dollars is he going to be looking for? Yeah. Like, these are the questions. These are things we don't know. I, you have six six again. Another guy that can be versatile out there. Um, another shot creator. You yeah. put him out there with RJ on the perimeter. Tough defender. I think I think Dinwiddie can get it done for you. You know, seems like a good culture guy. Yeah. <sighs> He's gonna Seems be asking. Like- he's gonna be asking Dolan to pay him in Bitcoin and Ethereum. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Make sure my checks get cleared on on the on the ledger. He you know? can he can be Dolan's financial advisor <laughs> on the side. Maybe facts. that could be part of the deal. Facts, facts. Yeah. Um, all right, who who else you got? Who's who's next on on your on your list? So number two is a guy that again I I. Fully acknowledge mm-hmm. nobody wants to hear this name, but I'm going to say it anyway. Is is Reggie Jackson, and mm. the only reason, and again, this is an acknowledgement that, like, look, um, I don't think there's a perfect option out there. Maybe, maybe they wind up with someone from the draft who, mm-hmm. two, three, four years down the line, can be ready to take the mantle of starting point guard on a pretty good team. Um, but that's a ways away. So, how do you get from point A to point B? And I think Reggie Jackson is a guy who could who could do exactly that. I think for for a couple of reasons I like him. One, 
and I'm not saying he's a better player than than Dinwiddie or Brogdon or like any of the other guys that people want, but he's serviceable. Um, and he could do the things that you need him to do specifically in this offense. For one, he could shoot the hell out of the ball. Mm-hmm. I think we have a, a large enough sample size of his three-point shooting now going back three seasons, um, and particularly with L.A., that's really good. Um, you know, gives you a little bit off the dribble, but to keep you honest, like you can't, you know, you're not going under on pick and rolls. Um, and he drives, um, and he puts pressure on the rim. He put a, a decent amount of pressure on the rim in the playoffs. Um, he clearly can play off of players who are better, you know, um, deserve more touches and are, are sop up more of the usage. Yeah. He, he did that all year, but he also, if you're in a pinch and you need, you know, a decent look at the end of the shot clock, he could do that for you too. Um, you know, not a great distributor of the ball. I mean, he averaged like six plus assists at one point in his career. Those days are long gone. He's more of a three, four assist a game guy now, but just to plug into this offense, if we're, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, if it really is the priority to keep developing the two guys that I have on the, on the wall behind me, um, those guys need the ball. And, and really, yeah. we're, we're talking about R.J. Barrett, right? If we want him to continue to develop and hopefully grow into that Jimmy Butler role, well, then, you know, you don't need the point guard to be doing necessarily as much stuff. And Ian Bagley had a report recently which, which uh, stated apparently that some within the Knicks think that maybe it's better if there's a guy who's not as ball dominant of a point guard and has more of an off ball function. So I just think, you know, if the price is 13, 14, even $15 million, and you could maybe get him for two guaranteed years, um, it's a low cost investment. If you draft someone that pops a little sooner, no big deal. You just, you know, you could move Reggie over, you move him to the bench. Um, So I, you know, he's fine. And and at that cost, I'll take fine. (laughs) Yeah. I had him. I I actually had two honorable mentions. I I, I cheated on okay. that one. But listen, I, I like the way he came alive in the playoffs, man. You know, now Jerome James might tell you hold my beer on that, but that that <laughs> was that was many moons ago. You know, Jackson really he really came alive, man. And and as he said in his, his uh, post game presser, he said the, the Clippers really saved him. You know, it didn't yeah. sound like he was ready to go anyway, man. But the relationship that uh, that him and Paul George have, but he came up big in that Phoenix series, man. Very, really big, especially when Kawhi Leonard went down um, on the road, no less. Uh, I thought he came up as a dog, man. So it's it's interesting, as you said. I, I like the the off ball flexibility that he gives us. Right, may not be your your prototypical one, but as you said, in the mold of uh, the way the Knicks run their offense was just primarily through Julius, uh, a little bit through RJ. You, obviously, you want to see that a bit more. I think Jackson could definitely fit right in with them. Yeah, and again, like obviously you were joking about Jerome James, but Jerome James got got paid off of that little stretch and, and nothing else. <laughs> and we've seen that happen with other guys yeah. throughout NBA history. Reggie Jackson at one point in time was like considered a cornerstone piece on an up and coming team. And then obviously things went sideways for him and injuries had a little bit to do with that. But, you know, I kind of like the idea. This is a guy who's, he's been there. He's had the spotlight on him, Mm -hmm. albeit in Detroit, but like he was, he was, you know, recognized as one of the up and coming young players in this league. And then he was almost out of the league. Yeah. So now he's been humbled. Yeah. So when you mix those two things together, you know, I kind of like it. True story. Now, when you mention the fact that with with Julius and RJ needing to dominate the ball, you may not need that point guard to do too much. Yep. Number three on my list is a guy who's not on your list, and that's Lonzo. Yeah, we've talked about Lonzo. So, so where are you on on, on the Lonzo pursuit? 
you know, there are days I wake up, I'm like, you know, he's number me one too, for me. me there are other days <laughs> I'm like, you know, I just what what is the what are we buying here? Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I've I've made the argument, you know, a couple times now. I think that if you if you just look at him not as your point guard of the future, but as just a really good wing who could give you like a lot. I mean, he, you know, again, dribble, pass, shoot. Yeah. He could do all those things really well. Um, doesn't drive, which is the thing. I, that's the thing I always come back to. He really doesn't. Right. He doesn't, he, no he drives. Does not like contact. Yeah. It, that part of it worries me because ultimately, even if you look at him as like a wing who just so happens to play the point guard position and he more does like wing things than point guard things, he's going to be playing point guard. And Tibbs likes his point guards to drive and put pressure on the rim. If he's not a guy that does that, then I just would I, I maybe because I haven't seen it because um, all the Tibbs offenses we've ever seen have featured point guards that put pressure yeah. on the rim. Like I just because I haven't seen it, I it's a little bit of an uncertainty to me. If they got Lonzo though, as long as the number wasn't crazy and as long as they didn't give up too much in a sign and trade, I, I I'm all here for it. Yeah, that, that's a tricky thing with Lonzo, right? It's because he pretty much does everything that Tibbs likes except for the number one thing, which is attack mm. the rim, which you could see why Tibbs was so loyal to Peyton even going into the playoffs was because yeah. that was the one thing that he did yeah. uh, well. Now, the rest was, was a wreck, but the one thing that Peyton did well was, was get to the rim. Uh, now, Lavar has come out in, in interviews and said that basically, you know, it was all Stan Van Gundy's fault. Uh, you know, chain, you know, turning the offense over to Zion and Ingram when he needed a point guard. He he claims Lonzo's always been a playmaker, uh, so that's good marketing by him. We'll see. Obviously, yeah. you you liked his ability to get you know open in the corners and knock those down. He's I think he knocked down the three at a, at a pretty high volume too. I think he was oh, yeah. about seven assists, seven attempts on uh, close to forty percent. So that was good. Raise his free throw numbers up, even though he's not getting to the line as much. <laughs> raise raise it up to seventy eight percent. But it's uh, a good indication that the shooting is real. Yeah, right, yeah. right. It is a good indication that the shooting is real. And then also on, on a positive note, I just feel like, again, with RJ, with Obi, yeah. you're two guys that need the ball in transition, you know, to, to really take it up a notch. I think Lonzo's that guy to get it to him. You know, I it, think Lonzo's that guy to get it to him. To, to be honest with you, like, when you – I was a little – not that I was taken aback by the question, but when you asked me the question, I was like, there are literally six or seven names – that I could put in my top three in any order. For me, it's less about the players and more what is if you're trading or it's a, if it's a sign trade. Yeah. What is it going to cost What's to the get cost? them? The cost. And if it's free agency, obviously, you know, just what are the years? What are the dollars? And that's why I, I almost wonder if the Knicks. It could be good. It could be bad, right? Because if you know, if they play their cards right. Maybe they and there's multiple people that want to be the starting point guard of the New York Knicks because I mean at this point why why shouldn't someone want that job? Maybe they're able to get not a bargain necessarily but someone at least on a a fair number or you know if they're trading something a fair fair transaction. Yeah, that that's the thing with Lonzo for me. Why I put him at third is because I just I hate the double pay. You know what is yeah. the price going? What is it going to cost? What is David Griffin yeah. going to want just to get him out of there? We know that. Well, or, or from what we're hearing with Zion's displeasure with the Pelicans is that seems like him and Ingram want Lonzo there. They have good chemistry. So what yeah. is it going to cost to get him? And then how much do you have to pay him? You know, we, we said uh, Matt, Matt Brogdon's number was about 20. So you got to factor, figure It'll Lonzo's number is going to be at least that. Yeah. 
So that's it's a, a lot tricky of money thing, for man. a point guard who's going to be essentially a fourth option on right. a really good team. Right. Yeah. It, it is a lot. So that's going to be tricky. So that's why I had on my list um, as as the other uh, honorable mention was Brunson. Oh, I I mean, as, you think as there's a, a cheaper, chance that we actually get him. I think it could be, man. The CAA connection, the Brunson connection. I think so they the can go get him. Interesting thing, it because Dallas is in a, a tricky spot with their salary cap because of if um, Timmy, oh God, well to keep Timmy and his, mm. but his cap hold is so large they're just going to be better off signing him to his next contract. But Josh Richardson has a player option for eleven million dollars. Mm. He, you know, Josh Richardson who played I think six minutes over the <laughs> yeah. last. Yeah, he didn't you know, even see him. You didn't even notice him. Yeah, he. I mean, he he basically fell out of the rotation. Uh, maybe new coach, you know, uh, co- coach kid, uh, as it were, will try to rehabilitate him. But if they're if they're looking to get off that money, um, to to do another move or to accommodate Timmy or whatever, um, might Brunson because again they can't make him restricted. He can't be restricted this summer. He can't be restricted next summer um, because of the nature of that contract. So if they know he's going to enter unrestricted free agency anyway, and they and they have an inkling that he might take a walk might it be best to try to utilize him now and again well i if i thought he was a realistic target i would yeah. have had him higher definitely for sure I, i'm not penciling in as a starter i mean i don't know if he can play a starter i'm just saying if they were to go just to upgrade at the position get some depth at the position you still have vildoza here maybe you resign rose you know i think brunson would be a good addition i think he's a scrappy point guard uh shoots the corner three well gets the, the yep. rim well shoots, i thought i think he was about 71 percent at the rim this season. Yes. Um, so he's solid. You know where he comes from. You know he's got the pedigree, the professionalism, and all of that. Yep. Again, he may not be a starter, but, um, you know, it could be an option just to add some depth to that core, depending on where you go in the draft and how Vildoza comes along. Again, if he starts this year, it doesn't mean he always has to be the right. starter for as long as, as he's here. And, I mean, yeah. talk about a challenge to Tibbs. He's done more. We know he's done more with less at the starting point guard position. I mean, yeah. I love I love Nate Robinson as much as anybody, but like Facts. nobody thought Nate Robinson was Facts, a starting bro. point guard. <laughs> you know. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, so who I think we're at number one on your list. Yeah. Who, who do you Who do you got, man? I, I got Lowry, and again, it's like it's the obvious answer I think to me because he's just. I'm not even. I'm not even considering Chris Paul. A few, a few no. people have reached out, you know, on, on Twitter and, and stuff about <laughs> what do you Chris think? Paul. Like, if he wins a championship this year, which it sure looks like he's on the verge of doing, yeah. and he's going to do it winning a finals MVP, what, like, he just, you know, Robert Sarver is going to have to hand him a blank check. So yeah. that's, it, putting Paul aside, I think Lowry is the best player at the position that is available this offseason. Now, He's obviously 35 years old. He is not going to be the point guard of the future. And I don't think any of us think that the Knicks are going to win the championship, you know, this season. Right. Um, but I don't know. I kind of, the more I, I think about this sport and watch it and, and pay attention to moves, I'm, the more I'm like, just make the next move. And as long as the next move doesn't box you out of making other moves, yeah. If it's if it's a good move, if you're adding a, a player that's go, just going to make you better, like I'm not saying he's going to have the same effect on us that that Paul had on on the Suns, and I don't think we have that level of core either. But just you know, 
if you could get him for two years and it's like two years, $50 million is it like, I would like to see that team. I would, I would, I would enjoy yeah. watching that team. I would enjoy rooting for that team, uh, you know? Um, so again, by default, but again, you could have five or six guys in this spot, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I was reading somewhere. I think it was the athletics saying he could command up to 30 a year. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, man. I, <laughs> for Lowry, bro. I, I don't know, man. Like, like you said, He's a leader. He's a dog. Yeah. Definition yeah. of a dog in, in his heyday. Yeah. No doubt about it. I think he can help this team. Off ball, gritty defender. He'll get us going. Seven dimes last year. He was, he was pretty good. But yeah. damn, 30 million? That, ah, that's that's 12, 25, would, 30. It's crazy. I, I have to think, the thing I always go back to, we we hope. Because we. I, if you had said this about Steve Mills, you would have been very wrong. You would think with Wes and Rose, right, up there, um, with the connections they have throughout the league, they're going to know better than us about, okay, if I spend X amount of money for this many years, will I be able to get out of it? Will it come back to bite me in the in the rear end? Am I, you know, screwing myself out of whatever other thing might be available next summer? Like, I'm sure they, my guess, my guess, my hope, is that they would not put themselves in that position right. and that they know more than we do as to how dangerous something like that is. So if they don't think it's wise to give two fully guaranteed years to a guy who's 35 years old and like might not be the most tradable contract, that's fine. But if they do and they ha- know enough or whatever that and cap mechanics and all that, you know, I, I trust them. Yeah. But, you know, Famous last words. But. So, so far, they, they've shown, you know, to, to have some restraint in, in terms of their pursuit. So, yeah. I, I hear you on that. Um, salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CP Jonathan Macri here. We are dishing on our point guard targets for this offseason. Phone lines are up 657-383-1509. We're going to take some calls in a little bit. Call us up or call us on the Discord, and we will uh, take your comments and your questions as well. Definitely want to shout out all the mods in the chat. Once again, happy to be back on this Wednesday night. We got 800 and climbing, so make sure you guys hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button as well. Uh, Let's salute some super chats that have come in. And YouTube doesn't want to show me the super chats. All right, so I got to... uh Go oh, through. YouTube. Yeah, good old, good old YouTube good, dashboard. Good old YouTube. It never so, fails. So while I do that, um, you know, on, on the Lowry thing, and I just think in terms of, you know, wherever we go with free agency, I think we're not going to look back, right? This team is going to continue to, to add and, and try to continue winning. I think it's very important for those pieces to elevate our young guys, you know, the RJs, the OBs, the Mitches in particular, because I think that's for how sure. you set yourself up for the trade that's going to make you better without setting you back, right? And, it's it's, it's yeah. having those players that can elevate your young talent and make them better. And and I think, like, look, we, we've we talked about this issue, not it, this concept of, like, what does winning do for development, right? Like, how important actually is the, just being in a in being in an environment where there are real stakes and you as a as a young player or quite frankly you as any any player um you know uh even Randall right Randall's been around for a while but to feel like you are building towards something that your efforts are going you know are, are in furtherance of a greater goal that may not be accomplished this year it may not be accomplished next year but it's 
it's gonna it'll come like you feel like you are on the right path because ultimately if you're an nba player right and you don't feel like you're making progress from year, and you don't feel like you're you're you know getting towards something then the alternative is basically like well i'm just biding my time until i can get out of here and i think yeah. the reason why you know all of us have so many awful terrible memories of watching Knicks games where it's like wow i'm not sure these guys want to be here right now is because because of that concept and because you know there wasn't that feeling of like okay we're 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 building towards something here so for as much as I, I i'm completely here for the conversation of like no you know um don't worry about the win total next year like you know like it, it should be understood that they outkicked their coverage this season and this you know it it it's not linear and all that I'm, i get all of that but i do think it's it's important to a certain extent to keep your foot on the gas if you're the organization and, and how you want to build things and and make sure you're you know guys like randall and barrett know that um you know this is still a place where where the long term looks looks good yeah yeah and you know when we interviewed meta world pc he had that same sentiment in terms of mm-hmm. how you, you know the quality of the type of veterans that you bring in here yep. and the impact on the young players especially when you're in that dog fight you know near the end of the season and know that yeah. it's not just time for vacation and, and it's, it's it's time to you know put some serious work in so i think that's important man like when i look at this hawks team and see all their young guys contributing to to the season that they had i look at them as a team who could make that blockbuster trade where if they wanted oh. to now they could yeah. continue to build with Herder and Hunter and you see Cam Reddish make, making a name for himself in the, in the elimination games. But, yep. but if they wanted to, they could make that blockbuster trade pair off some of those young guys and, and still be right in the thick. It's, I think they're perfectly um, suited for it. They have, like, I think I went through fake Dame trades from, for every possible team in the yeah. league a couple, like a week or two ago. And like the Hawks, I think if they wanted to, right. If they wanted to get in on those sweepstakes, yeah. like, you know, I don't, I don't know about Dame with, with Trey, Trey young, but like, you know, if they wanted to go get Bradley Beal, if, if the wizards made right. Bradley Beal, That's go, what like, I'm why, thinking. why wouldn't they have the best offer? Yeah. Um, you know, but again, if you're Atlanta, do you necessarily want to do that? Or do you want to, you know, and that also has to do with like how, how deep our ownership's pockets, because if you're good, and you have guys like Hunter and Herter and, and Collins and um, obviously Trey Young. Like all these guys need contracts at some yeah. point. And nowadays, if you're on a good team and you show and you play like 25, 30 minutes a night, you're guess what? You're making twenty million dollars a year, if, if not, you know, in someone like Young's case, the max. So um, I don't know. These are the tough questions, and um, the Knicks quite aren't, aren't quite there yet, right? It, you know, but it, it, you know, life comes at you fast in the NBA. So I, I think that's that's the other part of it is like um, to consider about like, well, well, how when's when's the when is that perfect time? Right. Yeah. To, to stop, uh, you know, watering the, the, the plants and, and uh, to start picking the I don't know if this analogy works, start picking the vegetables out of <laughs> <laughs> out of the ground. Yeah, it's true, man. It, it's true. Yeah. When, when is that perfect time? And for yeah. me, we're, we're just not there. We have to continue. No. We're not we have there to yet. continue, you know, watering, watering the, the seeds there, man. And, and, yes. and they're still, and they're, they're, they're bigger than what's bigger than a seed, but it's not quite a vegetable. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> someone could tell us a little, little embryo. I don't, I don't know. 
like a sprout? Yeah, a sprout, a sprout. That's it. There you go. There you go. There you go, man. Excellent. So, salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Want to shout out to Super Chats that have come in so far. Shout out Stanley Carinard. Says it's real simple. Sign Lonzo and Norman Powell. Trade Mitch and a pick for more wing help and keep RJ and Randall. Bill from there. No rash moves. The corner threes. Uh, we, uh, what do you want to say Tra- about that Trading one? Mitch sounds a little rash, doesn't it? Yeah, I can't, I can't trade my guy Mitch right now, man. I don't want to trade. I don't want to trade any of these yeah. kids right now. Yeah, not right now. No, you know. Not right now. Um, Corner 3 says Hey shout out Macri And the Knicks Film School crew I'd love to see a veteran Point guard rotation While we develop somebody I love Cooper Vision Hashtag Mm. Cowboys suck (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah yeah He just threw that one in there I'm not sure I think that was for Ashley Ashley, Ashley's not here You're not even a Cowboys fan You're a Steelers fan But shout out out to him anyway For just throwing that out there And putting some some good vibes On the show Um, We spoke about Cooper Last week I'd be okay. Listen, I've 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 come back a little yeah. bit off the ledge. Um, if they took him, I'd I'm cool. With I'd be it. yeah. I'd be, cool. I, I'd be okay with. It. I think obviously the shooting concerns you, but you know you you hope that's something that he can grow into. Maybe, maybe he doesn't turn into a knockdown lethal shooter, but but a timely clutch shooter. And yeah. you know if the playmaking ability translates, obviously that's something that can help this team. And and with the nineteenth pick. I, I, I think they, they could do worse, right? I think somebody on the on the show had said that uh, last week. You know, they could do a lot worse than, than, you know, what he's bringing potentially. You know, it's like you think back to, and I was talking to uh, Prez of, of the Strickland about this, like you think back to RJ's shot, right, when he was, when he was coming in. Like, yeah. you know, those mechanics needed some work. Um, and fast forward two years, and like, here we are. Um, he was the you know, most legal corner three shooter in the league uh, last year. Um, and why is that? Is it because something in his DNA, you know, made it so that he, he, he had, you know, uh, he had the ability to, to get his shot fixed or something? No, it's because he's a worker. Yeah. Cause he works his, his butt off. Like, that's what I want to know about Cooper. And that's what's something that we can't know. And that's why, again, you just got to trust yeah. that. Um, and that's a nice thing also about having a guy like Walt Perrin with, you know, literally his connections go back longer than our lifetime, yeah. you know? Um, and when you have connections that run that deep through so many college programs and like all of the offshoots and everything, like he's going to be able to, I tr- I think, he'll be able to find out like what, what kind of kid is this? Is this the kid who's going to lock himself in the gym and like, make sure he gets a shot, right? Is it, is it that important to him? I, I agree with you there. I think for me, if, if I'm going draft at this early stage, I would love to get Terrence, man, you mm. know, just being realistic. If they're not going to move up, I, I would love to get man in here. Um, I, I think he's, he's just a bucket getter. I, I would just love to see him in this lineup. With we're, we're both on the men. Uh, yeah. On that. Uh, Trey Manning. Yeah. Uh, uh, te- you're confusing him I, with, I, uh, I said Terrence Mann, did I? Terrence Mann. Well, listen, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have minded uh, Terrence Mann instead of uh, yeah, in the Iggy Mook trade, right? What's it? Or uh, just, just yeah. drafting man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, but Trey Mann definitely is up there. And, and obviously, Trey, if they have any shot at Davion, I, I'd love to go up there and get him as well, man. So we'll, we'll see Davion, where they go. Yeah, he's in interesting. In I gotta, he's a guy that I have not dug into too much yet. I, I don't know... If we're trading up to to that high, I think, I think Book Knights would be my guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. And, and Book Knights looking like oh, I'm seeing a lot of sevens. You know, yeah, I'm not sure State we're going to be able to seven. get that I, I high. Oh man, time um, will tell. Not not without taking back an Andrew Wiggins uh, 
contract. Yeah, absolutely, man. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. King D says it's, it's Trey, man, not Terrence, man. Uh, I stand corrected, of course. All right, let's get to the phones and say what the people have to say. Uh, JJ from Brooklyn, you're up first, man. How you doing, bro? Yo, CP, Jonathan, what's good, fellas? How's your summer going, fellas? What's going on? Go, going all right. How you doing, bro? Good, man. Good, good. couple things. The thing with Lonzo, like you guys were saying, mm-hmm. it's just I don't think he's a Tibbs-type point guard. I'm not, I, really, I really can't picture him ever, like, driving to the rack. I can't even, like, you know, I, I really don't remember seeing him penetrate once. Like, he never penetrates. You know, I give him credit for improving his three-point shot. He's a good defender, but I just can't pay a point guard over $20 million a year that's scared to take it to the rack. I just I, I can't do that. There's one name I want that you guys didn't bring up. I know a lot of people are going to hate this, but if the Cavs take Suggs at three, they're probably going to trade Sexton. So <sighs> I know he's small. I know he's not a natural point guard. I get it. I, I understand it, but... You can't argue over 23 points and 48% from the field and yeah. about 38 from three, and he's got some dog in him. So I know there's flaws there. I know I get it. I get we would have to pay him pretty soon, but I, I really wouldn't mind having another go-to score. And that guy could – he's, you know, he's he's a bucket, man. There's yeah. no denying that. Yeah. I know he's on a bad team, but, yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Appreciate it, fellas. Appreciate it, J.J. Yeah, yeah. What, what, do you, for, what do you think about Sexton, man? So, man, it, it's so interesting because if I thought that they could get him for a low, like I'm not a Sexton guy. I'm not yeah. personally a, a believer in where where your ceiling is going to be. Because I mean, if you think about like, man, how good the decision makers are in the playoffs. Like think about Trey, like yes, Trey Young and and like Chris Paul, um, like these guys are they have otherworldly abilities. You know James yeah. Harden, like pick any of your high level point guards, but they're they think the game at such a high level. Yeah. They are in command of everything that happens on the offense. And we're you know we were talking before about guys who don't necessarily need the ball. That's not Colin Sexton. Yeah, Colin Sexton, he, that dude wants the rock all the time so if you're gonna give him the rock all the time and you you have to trust that he could think the game and and execute the game at a high enough level which is that's where i'm just a a little bit more um uncertain and if he's not a point guard if he's more of an off guard then like you know you're gonna pay if he comes here and he puts up good numbers like what is that gonna cost you know plus what you have to give up to get him so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with him. It's really the playmaking, decision-making is the question mark. He's a bucket, as JJ said, man. The, the yeah, kid is. is an absolute he is. bucket. He destroyed the Nets, I think, on those back-to-back games. Yeah, he had some oh really standout games this yeah. season, man. Sexton can definitely get it done. And I think the Cavs uh, could end up moving him. Uh, I think they really could end up moving him, uh, depending on what they do in the draft. They're, they're a very unpredictable team. You just never know. Um <laughs> they- Everybody <laughs> thought they were going to take Obi last year. Yeah, everybody thought they were going to take Obi. Instead, they go with Okoro. So, yeah. you know, Sexton would be interesting. It, it would definitely be interesting. But it, like you said, it's um, the, the playmaking and decision-making. I'm just not sure if, if he's our guy at the one. Same, same price. I'm not saying they will go for the same price. But just for argument's sake, same same price to get them. Would you rather have Brogdon or Sexton? Brogdon. Brogdon, easily. Wow, look yeah. at this. Decisiveness. Easy. Yeah, easily. Easily. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking Brockton, man. Okay. Yeah, I, I, like I, I like him that much. I'm, I'm taking Brockton. 
What do you guys think in the chat? Sexton or Brogdon, same price. Where are you going? Throw a comment in the chat, and uh, and we'll talk about it. I want to shout out JD Sports Talk. My guy JD says, true honor to see the two um, you two talk. Nick's Macri, outstanding, fun, uncensored interview at Nick's Film School with CP. Yeah, people got a kick out of me cursing on your show, man. The first 10 seconds, I, I took the liberty to do so, man. We, we try to keep it a family show at Nick's Fan TV, so I kind of stuck to that code, man. But as soon as I had the opportunity on your show, I had to let it fly, bro. I've been keeping it clean on my show, actually, more 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 often than not. Um, you know, it's it, things change when it's one a.m. after yeah. after a long game. But, you know. Yeah, couple whiskeys deep, couple glasses of wine. Win win or lose, you know, things conditions can change. You know, well, we'll taste. Yeah, conditions can change. Um, shout out Jesse uh, Canova, Jesse. How you feeling? Let me read some more super chats before we get to the phones. Let's hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Also, shout out to Andrew Claudio, the producer hey. of Nick's Film School. Shout out my guy, Andrew. He says, got to say, CP is carrying this crossover tonight. Now you know how the Giants' defense felt in both <laughs> Super Bowls. He always, he always tries to slip it in there, man. Always trying to take shots. You still got to put points on the board. And in those playoff runs, Eli was immaculate. I might have to buy Andrew Claudio an Eli Manning jersey maybe one one Christmas. Yeah, That'll be his. He's on the way, man. Yeah. Shout, shout out to, to Raised Eyebrows. He says, if you had to put a number on it, what do you think the percent chance of IQ getting starter minutes in, um, would be? Well, start, starter, starter minutes. Mi- so that's, I mean, I'm assuming he means like percent chance that he will actually start, start. games. Because I, yeah. I think there's a, he could get starter minutes this year, but I think right. there's like a, two or three percent chance that he actually yeah i think is, i think is, it'd be slim yeah I, I think it would be slim yeah not for iq but, sh- but shout out to iq man I, I i like him as a player i, I hope he proves us wrong by yeah, the way absolutely i would as love said, nothing more on on the part one of the episode um what elite skill i think the question yeah. was what elite skill will we give a current player on the team i think mine for iq was playmaking yeah you know if he can put a playmaking package together forget about it then then we got our own trey young I mean, he, uh, uh, gosh, I, I go, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm such a, a, uh, a waffler. I've, I, I've gone between Obi and IQ in terms of, and, and RJ, I think probably too, who am I most excited to see their development from now until next year? I think I still got to go Obi, my number one. Cause yeah. I'm just, I have, a, I have a funny, I just funny feeling. I think he's. It's gonna be really good. I, I think who's who's playing point is, is gonna have a lot to do with it. Maybe Vildosa. Maybe the Vildosa Obi ticket is gonna generate some buzz a la that's, Prigioni. I'm telling you, man, I think it could be ticket. on our way. That's we could have we could be on our way, man. The Vildosa Obi ticket is it. Pick and roll nightmare. Um Daniel Chang sends a super chat. He says, Would any of you trade RJ in a package for De'Aaron Fox? Oh my goodness. Ugh. You trading RJ for Swiper, bro? No, I. I'm not doing it. No, no, I'm not. I don't want to trade RJ back. No, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. I loved him. Yeah, me too. Me too. I would love to see him as a as a as a potential trade target. I don't know how much that would cost, but I would love to see Swiper in the Nick So there 100%. again, we're not to side side trap, but like yeah. we're, we're always focused on the guy that's that's right now, and and I'm guilty of this as much as anyone. Ah, oh, if we don't get Dame Lillard, when like when are we gonna get the next guy? I'm not saying De'Aaron Fox is Dame Lillard. He's 
never going to be that type of shooter. Yeah. But like, there's always going to be a next guy. And you're telling me within yeah. a year or two, Fox couldn't continue to step up his game and become frustrated with that situation there where Marvin Bagley's, I guess, running his mouth off on, uh, on Instagram, yeah. you know, it, it, come on. I, I would love to see it, man. Would definitely love to see it. And shout out to Blade Pinder Hughes. He says, I 100% think Tibbs can turn Colin Sexton into an all-star. So Blade Pinder Hughes is, is putting his money where his mouth is. So shout out to Blade Pinder Hughes. That's interesting. I mean, when, when the Cavs were 3-0 to start the year, yeah. there, was some, there was some all-star buzz. With, with Colin Cause you know. Sexton, uh, Dotson, and the gang, and, and Drummond, you know. Didn't we so. give them their first lo- their first loss game against us? I think. Yeah, I think I think I think it did. Yes, yeah. I think they were like three or five and zero oh at the time, and uh, and Julius went in there and destroyed them. They were three and zero. Oh, three and, and oh. we and that was our and then we beat the, it was our second win in a row. We had beaten there Milwaukee. We yeah, there we go. Well, yeah. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Nine sixty five and counting. So welcome Come to on. another edition of Knicks Fan TV Live. CP on one side, Jonathan Macri on the other side. We're talking about our point guard targets of the off season. We're gonna get to some more calls, but always remember that this show is presented by Manscaped, the number one men's grooming tool from head to toe. Fellas, it is summertime. The swamp ass is out there. It's dangerous times. It's perilous times. Make sure you take care of the the uh, the family jewels, and that is with the lawnmower 4.0, the new lawnmower 4.0, aerodynamic, sleek. It's got the matte black finish. This is like the Ferrari of ball trimmers. Do not go without it. It's lawnmower 4.0. Uh, once again, it comes with a ceramic blade technology, so you cut down on those nicks. The bad nicks, not not the good nicks. You know, it's got the LED. LED light, so it's got the spotlight going. So, you know, you could use it as a flashlight. It's very versatile. You could do it in the dark, whatever you're into. Also, waterproof if you guys want to do it in the shower. So, yeah, man, that's what I like about the Lawnmower 4.0. Great battery life, wireless charger, wired charger, whatever you need. And as always, they always take care of our viewers and listeners. They're giving you guys 20% off plus free shipping. And all you got to do is go to manscaped.com and enter promo code NYX. At checkout, 20% off plus free shipping. They have a lot of dope gift packages. Check out the Performance Package 4.0 as well. And uh, shout out to our friends at Manscaped. And if you're looking for a gift for that special someone in your life, nothing says I love you like getting aerodynamic (laughs) with your balls. That's it, man. Let me tell you, aerodynamic balls are the best kind of balls. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. you that that, That's extra added AC at, at... Half the price. Extra little, added AC. Little known man. fact. Little known little fact. Known. So, yeah. salute to our guys at Manscaped once again. All right, back to the calls we go. Let's go to uh, Val from Jersey. Val, how you doing, man? How you doing? Um, I need you guys to see the vision. Yeah. Now, you brought up Trey Mann earlier. Yep. I think he's the perfect draft pick to put next to Alonzo because ultimately, I think he starts off as a two and you get Lonzo or whatever point guard in him. Mm-hmm. Still there? Did we lose Val? We we got a little bit of Val. Yeah, well, we we lost we lost you, Val. So, you could try to call back, but Val was basically saying that he would put uh, Trey Mann and Lonzo in the backcourt. I guess move RJ to the three. I mean, I I don't think it's. So I think some people feel differently about the idea of like, oh, RJ has to play the two. I think the benefit of RJ is that RJ could play 
the two or the three, yeah. and it, you can have that additional flexibility as far as team building goes. Um, but I don't think Trey, it, they could draft Trey Mann. They could draft James Booknight. You know, they could, you know, I don't think anybody they draft is going to start for this team. So I, and I, I think if they did draft Mann, I would be, I wouldn't be shocked if he received like not the most playing time, mm. but um, in concept, I like the pairing. That's fine. yeah. I don't, I don't think it would be a bad concept. Um, can man guard twos? We'll, we'll see. I think RJ would be fine at the three. I think RJ would definitely be fine at the three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be an interesting pairing. That would definitely be an interesting pairing. Yeah. Shout out to Val. All right, let's go to um, above the border. My guy Iller, I've not heard from Iller in a long time, man. We we talked about uh, Iggy Brasdakis, Macri, and, and uh, once Iller, once once Iggy got uh, got bounced out of here, Iller just stopped calling. Uh, oh. I was trying to keep up with him, see how he was doing, how he was feeling, man. But he, he totally uh, dissed us, and he was oh. he was done with the Knicks, man. I think he turned into a temporary Magic fan for a hot second. I'm not so sure. So Iller, talk to us, man. How you feeling, bro? <laughs> Thanks for having me back, CP. Yeah, it's been a while. No, bro, I told you, man. I'm a Knicks fan for life, man. I've been a Knicks fan since the 90s, man. I was a little upset about the Iggy thing. Yeah, you were tight, man. You were tight, bro. Yeah. I mean, he 11 points a game with the Magic. That's pretty good. Yeah, he finished strong. Yeah, yeah. He finished strong. Yeah, yeah. He he played pretty well in Orlando. I did catch a few of his games, but... uh, but uh, like I said, the past is the past, man. We gotta we gotta look uh, to the future now, man. And the reason yes. I'm calling in uh, CP and uh, Macri is I want to throw a name into the ring. Mm-hmm. You may yeah. agree, you may disagree, but I want to see Shea Alexander wearing a Knicks oh. jersey. Listen, man, 22 years old. The guy averaged like 23 or 24 uh, points a game. I know he only played 35 games or something like that because he had a uh, plantar fasciitis if I'm pronouncing it correctly mm-hmm. and uh man I see this guy being you know a future star in the league man like why wouldn't you go after him I would love to see him pair up with uh with RJ Barrett man yeah and uh you know the guy the, I think he's only like making like four or five million a season like I don't have the the stat sheet or yeah, uh, he's, anything. He's on a right rookie now. contract and he was taking whatever it was taking 13th, 13th or 12th or whatever. It's, yeah. He's not making a lot of money. So that's what I mean. So like the Knicks could easily like, if you know, Oh, he's a restricted free agent in 2022, but like, you know, if they want to make the trade, I'm sure like Oklahoma would be more than willing so, to listen. So what's your trade? Got, like, what's your you know, trade package? Answers. What's your trade package? Ill? You can't get off that easy, man. What, is that, what is your package? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing, CP. I don't want to get into that. I want to leave that to the front office because if I say something, you know, well, like, out of whack, it's going to look bad on me. So I'll leave that to the front office, man. I'm going to play it smart. Nah, but, man, bring Shea Alexander to the Knicks. And uh, that's what I want to see, CP. So that's all I want all right, to I say. All right, I got to cut you off. I got to cut you off. Because... I mean, you could, you could take away the future. He's, he's a star, right? I mean, they, they sent him to the sideline because they were winning too many games yeah. because of him. He was ruining the tank. Seriously, he was he was single handedly ruining the the OKC tank. I would I would love to have him, man. Well, oh I mean, my, what, what I type mean, of deal with, with OKC, who has everyone's number one pick from now till twenty thirty? What what could you get? I mean, what would you have to give up? What do you think to, to I, get him? I'm thinking you got to they they would want some sort of established player. 
I I just I mean I if I was them I I wouldn't I wouldn't um pick up the phone unless unless yeah. the conversation was about R.J. Barrett. That's I what I'm saying. Could, and that's why I was going to ask Iller. He he backed out. He, he, yeah, he went I mean, out the easy way. I I you to me you could argue that Oklahoma City is the toughest team in the league to peg in terms of uh their priorities because at at some point they have they're going to have I mean maybe the point is is already here because I think they have five or six picks in this draft. At some point they're going to need to stop stockpiling because you you have to make these picks. Right. Have, you know, right. these are guys on your roster. Um, so the notion that like I've seen people like, oh, they're just going to kick the can down the road and they'll, they'll you know, they'll trade Shafe. Like, I, I mean, maybe if they like want to try to go up and get, you know, like Kate Cunningham or something, then yeah, then they put Shea Gilders Alexander on the table. But I it's like short of something like that. I don't I don't foresee that. Iller took the easy way out, man. Every call yeah. last year was him trashing the front office for not playing Iggy. Now we give him the chance. Now we give him the GM hat, and and, and he runs. Leave that. Leave that to them. Takes off. Yeah. Come on, Illa, yeah. man. You got to step up to the plate. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. 
Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Salute everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CP Jonathan Macri here talking Knicks point guard options. If you guys want to get in on the conversation, make sure you call us up 657-383-1509. You could also hit us up on the Knicks Fan TV Discord as well. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag. New will shout you guys out. And uh, let's get back to the phones, Macri. Um, I see. Let's, let's go to uh, G Sharp from Brooklyn. G Sharp, how you feeling, bro? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. How you doing? What's up? Good, doing good. Um, man, I, I want to say shout out to the show uh, for sure, man. Uh, you guys have been doing great. Appreciate it, bro. But um, yeah, absolutely, man. But uh, since we're talking point guards, I think you know I listen in, and uh, one of the things when we mentioned Alonzo, uh, something that we not considering is the the on like off the court, you know, what he'll bring as far as the lore. You know, let's think about, let's say uh, Zion, you know, Zoe decides to go to to New York. You know, you have Zion out there who may say, hey, Barrett's there, Lonzo's there. Why not everybody go there? <laughs> so right? G-Sharp is he playing also, chess also, out here. Okay, uh, okay. I'm saying he, he also played with Randall, so we, we yes. can't forget about that. Yeah. So that's some mm. chemistry there. And then so he'll open the game up with his playmaking, and then you can rely on a guy like, let's say we go get Powell, or you move Barrett to the two, and you bring in Oubre, who actually is interested in coming to the Knicks. So I think that could open up an interesting dynamic. And, uh, you know, I think it could create something really good. Yeah, I'm with you, bro. Go go ahead, Mac. No, I mean, like – you can't sign Lonzo as a as a Zion character, right, right? right? I mean, it, you you have to like, you have to like. And look, I'm I'm I am Mister Conspiracy Theory. I am all for doing everything you can to get that dude to force his way out of New Orleans, which I, I think he'll probably do eventually, anyway. But um, Kelly Oubre is is is, a, is I'm, I'm a little. Oh, I man. hope. This there's not anything to this all the smoke, and I hope this is just his agent working. I mean, man, whatever he's getting paid, they should need to double it or triple it because he's getting his client out there. And on every, I listened to the Haynes podcast that he was on, Kelly Oubre Jr. You know, he's really trying to get that long term deal. Yeah, you can count me out on Kelly Oubre Jr. Man, I'm good. I, I wish yeah. him luck. As you said, <laughs> the agent is doing some good work, some good <laughs> PR for him. Um, but but I, I'm good on him too. Too much of an erratic Chuck for me. Yeah, and, and I'm out. Yeah, I'm out, man. What do you guys in the chat think about Kelly Oubre Jr.? Give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Should the Knicks be pursuing a Kelly Oubre Jr. in the mix? I like how G Sharp is thinking though. He's playing chess out there. Yeah, you know, no, he, I'm down for that. He's just playing chess on Alonzo move. Just yeah, you had me up until the until the the Oubre the, the, the Oubre thing. The Oubre is where it <laughs> fell off the cliff. And, and like I said, with the Lonzo situation, I I wouldn't hate it. it just depends on the price, you know. I, it just depends on the price. I'm, I'm even wondering if they keep Lonzo, 
do the Knicks get in on? I think you had mentioned it in in an earlier newsletter. Do they get in on Bledsoe? Well, if they're able to 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 uh, attain some draft capital or something that will make them make it worth their while. To me, the most you know, like Mike Vorganoff proposed this in a column. I mean, other a bunch of people I'm sure have have pitched this. The most obvious trade on the board to me in terms of moving up in the draft is is whether it's 19 or 21, one of those two to move up to 10 and then you take on Bledsoe. Mm. Um, it's just like New Orleans is in a cap crunch. Clearly they don't want to pay all this money for a roster. They're pro- obviously probably is not going to make the playoffs next year. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the thing about Bledsoe is absolutely 100%. He's an 82 game player. He is not a playoff player. You cannot rely on his shooting. Um, you know, and, and, and that's, that's an issue, but if you're essentially taking him on as a salary dump, as an expiring contract, and I understand he has $4 million guaranteed, but as always remember, you could stretch, um, when you waive a guy that is a partial guarantee, you could stretch that money. So you could stretch it for uh, 1.3 million over, over three years. Um, you know, it, it's not, it won't kill you. Uh, it just, is there someone at 10 that they like enough? to go up and, and get. Hey, book night is there. Let's do it. Man. Kispert, you know, get Corey Kispert in the building. Uh, I'm, I'm on board, bro. I'm on board. If they could trade up, if they swapped 19 for 10 and Bledsoe and took book night. Oh man. Yeah. I could, I could, I, I could yeah. talk myself into that. I'm, I'm really in. Easy. I'm in man. Yeah. Uh, so to everybody in the chat once again I saw some hashtag news Going in here Let me shout out How many more years is, Does Bledsoe have on his deal So this year is fully guaranteed And then the year after that right. is, is only guaranteed for 4 million dollars Okay But gotcha. I think the total I mean the total money he's due is like uh, 35, 36 Something like that Yeah 37 Interesting. Um, so, yeah. Salute to uh, Silly Rabbit. Team hashtag new. <laughs> Silly Rabbit, what's going on? Kenyon Cole, how you feeling? He's team hashtag new. Uh, shout out to Ed Santana as well. And uh, yeah, man, everybody in the chat vibe with us tonight. We've made it over Great a name. thousand people. Great names. Great names awesome. indeed. One thousand people here on the check in. Off night NBA night. So it was a, it was I was a good about time. to say, yeah. What other fan base? Come on. That's it. It's man. a Wednesday. Middle it's of a the quarter summer. to 11. Middle of the summer. Nothing. Go- nothing. Yeah. There's nothing going on right now. Yep. Zero. And we got a thousand people. This, this is on. why we do what we do, man. This is why yeah. we do what he, this is why we do what we do. Yes. Um, some more super chats have come in. I want to shout out. Let's see who I missed. Shout out to Danny Thomas. He says, I would like to draft Chris Duarte with the 21 pick will be great. Uh, I believe he said three and D player born in Canada, went to high school in NYC. Uh, and he says he'd rather have Brogdon over, over Sexton. Okay. So salute to Danny Thomas, seeing a lot of Chris Duarte in, in the mock drafts as well. Again, I'm, I'm such a wallower. I'm, if they draft Chris Duarte with a plan, like, okay, we need this guy because we want to have a wing who can play good minutes for us. Yeah. And only make two point something dollar million dollars a year. Like I, I could sign myself up for that because he's a good player. He's yeah. gonna be able to contribute right away. But just you know, ha- have a bigger 
plan. Grander plan, for sure. Yeah. 17, 6, 17, uh, 5, and 3 dimes out of Oregon. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to look at his three-point numbers, but but nice three-point shooter as well. He's a good three. And yeah. for anybody who doesn't know, um, there's connections with – so uh, Kenny, Kenny Payne was the assistant coach at Oregon before he went over to um, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. And I – I don't, I'm not exactly sure what the West, the worldwide West, but I, I, again, my understanding is that the reason he got that Oregon job in the first place is because of Wes. Um, <laughs> Wes, Wes knows everybody, man. Well, the, yeah, there's, so there's, there is a West Oregon um, connection, which again, okay. we, I guess if he couldn't get quickly last year, he wanted uh, Peyton Pritchard out of Oregon, who mm. ended up in Boston. Interesting. Uh, shout out to First Lady Sports. What's going on? She says CP Knicks need to trade uh, Kevin both picks and take on Wiggins' contract, thirty-one million dollars for two more years for the Warriors' seventh pick. Wiggins can play the wing. What are you thinking there, Macri? Seven and Wiggins. I, mean, I for my England. My first gut instinct was to be like, "That's that's not enough." to get seven. But at the same time, this is a, it's, it's sure yeah. is shaping up to be a six player draft with the top five. And then Barnes has kind of nudged his way into that. Um, shameless plug. I, I have a, uh, one of the assistant coaches at FSU on the pod coming up, mm-hmm. uh, probably air that next week. Um, great stuff on Scotty Barnes, but like after Barnes or Kermingo, however you have five, six, like, so you're basically doing that to trade up for, for book night, I guess. Yeah, I, at that point, I, I would think so. so. Yeah. So, I just, I, I get worried about. I'm just such a valuation guy, and it's like the fact that the draft is so. It seems to be so level between like seven and like maybe the high teens. The yeah. fact, I mean, if you, re- I mean, look, if they really believed in, in, or maybe it's Keon Johnson, or like maybe it's someone else. If they believed in a guy that much. Um, I, I'm here for it because again, I, Wiggins is fine. Wiggins isn't a bad player. Yeah, he's not worth thirty million dollars a year. Take on an, an improved Wiggins, you know, he's improved fine. the shot, finished the season well yeah. for Golden State. Got to see him yeah. and RJ out there for Team Canada, running and gunning. You know, do you, do you bring that that pairing back? I mean, yeah. for two years again, as you said, if if they're going up for a player that they like, a player that they feel like can make this team better, a starter, hopefully. Um, be something after you have to look into. Now, does it get you that? You know, what is Mo- Golden State's motivation with Clay coming back? Um, I don't. I haven't looked at their salary situation. I'm not oh, sure if, if Draymond is do something. I, I know they got to be, you I know, mean, up there, especially with Wiggins' contract. Well, Steph, it's yeah, but they are they like they don't seem like a, a team that would just be like we're gonna we're gonna straight salary dump, right? Wiggins. It feels like they're uh, saving him to the extent you you can do this um, to be the the big salary in a in like a whether it's a Beal trade or or you know some some kind mm-hmm. of trade like Simmons trade you know yeah. something like that. I think so too, and and he could also be insurance. You don't know how long it's going to take for Clay to come back. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. Um, what do yeah. you have? Uh, you went from ACL to to Achilles. So who who knows what, what the timetable? It was Achilles, right? Achilles was was uh, Clay's second injury. Yeah, it was the, it was the ACL in the finals, and then it was it was the Achilles. Yeah, when so he was who really knows recovering. what what his timetable is to, is to return? So, um, yeah, 
I have to see what Golden State's motivation is there. Uh, Blade Penderhughes says, CP, forgot how Fox was, dro- Fox was dogging us in the draft lottery. Let him suffer in Sacktown. Blade Penderhughes never forgets. And shout out to John Kim. He says, what do you think about stealing John Collins from Atlanta? Play Mitch at the five, Collins at the four, move Randall to the three, keep RJ at the two, and Lonzo at point guard. I think we should play Obi at the two in that. In yeah, that, in, in that concoction. Scenario. And then we could play, let's bring back Luke Cornett to yeah. play the point guard. He's the, Luke Cornett is, see, we've, we've waited until almost 11 o'clock. Luke yeah. Cornett is the answer at Nick's point guard that there we've been is. waiting for. There it is, man. Not I, I don't see Collins as as an option for the Knicks. Um, Ren St. Patrick in the chat says, why are we talking about Mitchell, Davion Mitchell? We, we talked about Javion Mitchell um, for a bit, and then also last week on, on the draft show with Corey. Just seems like, you know, based on some of the, the mocks that you're looking at, he, he's going to be going within the top 10. Um, but yeah. he's a player I like. You know, I, I do want to just, like. uh, again, pre- Prez pass this along to mm-hmm. me. Um, it was a tweet by, uh, oh, I'm going to find it right now. Uh, Raphael uh, Barlow. Mm-hmm. Um, Davion oh, Mitchell. My, yeah, NBA draft junkie. Shout out my guy, Raphael. He's, matter of fact, he's going to be on the show tomorrow. Oh, there, so you, there go. you go. So, um, Sharif Cooper, 103 free throw attempts in 12 career games. Mm. Davion Mitchell, 175 free throw attempts in 94 mm. career games. Um, Interesting. I'm a little, you know, again, it's like, so Davion, very good defender. That's his, that's his bread and butter, right? Yeah, his defense. Yeah. Well, he's also six, is he six, six, one straight? Six, yeah. Six, 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 foot, one. six, one. Yeah. So, so it's like you're drafting a guy where on, and that's his better side of the ball and he's six feet tall. And then on offense, like I, is, you know, what is, what is his shot really? I mean, yeah. you know, is I he a prototypical point? You know, that's is, the other is, thing. Is he I think a more of a, you know, to me, he strikes me as a as a combo guard. I like him um, as that that like Marcus Smart type of clone. I, I, yeah, I like so, as, as sure. That. But again, I think a lesser, you know, I, I I like Smart a lot. You know, to to assume that anyone's going to be smart. So again, if you're, it's this notion of like, it's not that you we don't or I don't necessarily like Davion Mitchell or any of these guys. It's like to trade up means you are you are sacrificing at least one bite at the apple whereas if you stay at 19 and 21 or maybe you package 32 and 21 or 32 and 19 move up not to 10 or 11 or something but move up to like 14 or 15 yeah so you still get your two bites but one of the bites is a little bit you know bigger people in chat are saying he measured six foot in the combine six foot for for uh davion mitchell okay um, let's go to, uh, speaking of draft, let's go to my guy, Jay from Florida. Jay, how you feeling, bro? What's up, Jay? Yeah, what's up, fellas? Run it up for your boys. Hit that like button, hit that yes, subscribe button. Run it up, run it up, run it up. I was listening to, um, Chad Ford podcast and he had some, he had some scouts on there and they were saying Brooke Knight is considered a creator off the dribble, a shot creator, but he, the scout was saying that he's more of an off a pick you know, run him off picks and kind of find him open for shooting. I think fans get confused and think that he's this this, this shot creator when he probably really ain't. To me, if I'm trading up, I'm going for Moses Moody from Arkansas. Moses Moody looks like Allen Houston part two to me. I'm saying <laughs> jump shot, crib, dribble, full package to me. That's how I'm going for. I'm trading up. Um, I don't see anybody in this in this free agency that's worth twenty million dollars a year 
Ubre, Lowry. I'm not signing. I'm not tying our money up for years to come. It's not worth it. I feel like they should go and try to get uh, Monk from Charlotte, Tommy Diallo. He shot 35% from three this season. You know, try to New get York a young guy. guard and try to put something together. But who, who are you going to yeah, run at New the York point? Guy, you know, try to try to build something from the outside. You don't have to throw money at anybody to make us happy. So who the would you, who wanted, would you run at the point, though, winner. Who would you run at the I point? I don't want You running Vildoza at the point? Um, Yeah, because I don't think – I want Lonzo, but I think Lonzo's going to the bull. He's wearing red shirts doing workouts. <laughs> he's playing. He's, in, he's on IG flirting with, uh, with Zach Levine. I think he's going to the bull. I want some youth, man. I want to put together a long-term team. I don't want to win another three Lonzo, games next year and then fall off the cliff. I want to make sure the kids can run together and put together something cohesive moving forward. Who, who was the first guy so you mentioned before, Diallo? Yeah, Monk. I think he said Malik Monk. Monk. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm not as big yeah, yeah, on Monk. Monk. I, Diallo, I, I, as a, that's a dude I would take a shot at. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Can I? Sh- I'm going to shamelessly uh, plug – uh, my newsletter. I'm doing a deep dive on Moses Moody tomorrow. Okay. Um, he's he's a really interesting player because you look at his free throw attempts and a guy that gets to the line as much as he he averaged. I think it was about six free throw attempts per per 36 minutes. He had six games this year in which he went to the line over 10 times. He had two games in a row where he went, he was 19 and 14 trips to the line. Oh, him and Cooper were the only major conference players to, to get to the line 19 or more times uh, this year as, as freshmen. Um, so you, you, you think about that and you're like, okay, well, a guy doesn't get to the line that much unless he creates offense. But the thing about him, about Moody is if you crowd him, he doesn't have the, the handle yet or the, the dribble moves yet to get past you and he doesn't have the size really. Hmm. So he was getting to the line. A lot of those times where guys would be you know, playing off from me, they would, if he has a lane, he can, he could get there and he knows how to draw contact. But as a, I'm not, I, I'm not comfortable saying that most Moody is a shot creator or quite frankly, that I ever foresee that for him. And then the other issue with him is his, his, um, he only averaged 1.6 assists a game. And he's yeah. like, you watch, some of his decision-making when he has the ball is not, not the, not the best where, where that's concerned either. Um, so it's like, what, you know, again, you're trading up for a guy. Is he just going to be three and D if he is just three and D is it like a three and D like a Macau bridges who could put the ball on the floor and make, you know, make some plays. What, what exactly what is he? Get? I like him though. He's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, interesting. We'll, we'll look out for the newsletter tomorrow. Um, and as I said, we'll, of uh, Raphael Barlow, NBA Draft Junkies, and, and Nick's Draft Guy coming on tomorrow. So the draft coverage um, continues. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. All right, a couple more calls. Uh, Macri, how, how you doing on time? You all good? Oh, yeah, we're, I'm good. All right, a couple more calls. Let's go to Philly. Angel's in the building. Angel, how you doing? Yeah, what's good, fellas? What's good, bro? CP, Jonathan, how you guys doing? Good, man. How what's you feeling, man? How you doing? I'm good, fellas. Hey, listen, man. Uh, first thing first, man. Hit that thumbs up for you, yeah. boys and CP. It was an honor to uh, actually see you on, you know, Instagram Live yesterday. So that was real dope, Appreciate man. It, but bro. hey, listen, man. Um, I really want to see us stay young at the point guard, man. You know, I don't want to use a lot of money and you know burn our caps, you know, for for like the long term future because you know next year free agency, man. We got to be right in that thing. The first thing we got to do is bring back Rose. You know, and uh, Burks. We got to bring back those two players because you want to keep the team together. You know, and um, 
besides our free agents, you know, when it comes to trade, um, I'm actually with you, man. I like Brogdon. Um, I think that'll really, really, you know, be a good pickup. You know, he's a he's a baller, man. He really plays hard, and I think he's really a good shooter. You know, and uh, that's that's something that we definitely need. But whoever's gonna start at this point guard position, they gotta make some layups, man. They gotta hit some free throws <laughs> because that just killed us, you know. And yeah. um, I personally would like Brunson better, um, because he's younger. And, uh, you know, he's cheaper as well. So I will go Brunton first and then Brogdon. Um, but if you're not going to trade for anybody because you don't want to give up too much, just stay patient, man. You know, I would use the draft, maybe trade up the gate trade, man. I'm a big fan of him. And, um, you know, let Derrick Rose tutor those young guys and uh, just be patient, man. And, um, you know, um, I'm just hoping that, you know, whoever we bring in that Tiff opens the – you know, the lineups more, man, because I don't want to see, you know, Obi getting nine minutes. I think Obi's going to be really big, you know, and I think IQ, if he steps his defense up, you know, maybe we might not need a, a, a you know, a future point guard when we can just give him the, the, the ball. Maybe Vildoza could step his game up. You know, we don't know what he's going to bring to the table. So I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to hear about no superstars right now because, you know, you got to want to come here, man. I'm not paying attention to any rumors. You know, um, obviously, if you know something behind the wor- the doors, you know, then you make that move. But if not, just stay patient, man. A lot of Knicks fans, they want to hit the home run. Just be patient. You want to be good for a long time, you know. And, hey, listen, man, if, and this season right here is going to be really important because if we make the playoffs next year, then, you know, when it comes to free agency, then you're going to have those superstar players who are free agents to say, hey, you know what, the Knicks built, they got a great culture, they play defense, they play hard, mm-hmm. and they don't need the trade to make any moves. They already got a young team. So let's just stay patient, man, and, you know, we'll just see how it goes, man. But as always, thank you guys for taking my call. Appreciate I appreciate it. Appreciate it, yeah, it man. Appreciate it. Uh, like the he is the ultimate wild card, right, coming yeah. into next year? Yeah. Because, like – if he got waived, like you could tell me he gets waived before the date, you know, the first game, and you could tell me that he's the starter on game one and plays twenty five minutes. It, it I could go believe. either way. It could go either way. Yeah, um, I have no idea. Just the, the one thing I'll, I'll say very briefly on mm-hmm. on free agency. You know, we we keep talking about the summer of twenty twenty two, and it's yes, there are a bunch of names, but um, half of them play for the Nets. Um, Steph Curry is not going anywhere. No. Um, and what we're what Jimmy Butler is is not young. He's not a spring chicken. Right. Um, and uh, you know what? What are we left? We're left with Bradley Beal and Zach Levine. I think those are going to yeah. wind up being the two the two guys. And that's Next. if neither of them extend. I mean, Levine's not extending because of of the nature of his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but Beal, he could sign an extension tomorrow. We have no idea. You, you never know. Um, but that's why I say you know until then we have to make sure that we're we're piecing in. Um, quality veterans that's going to help elevate not just team, but especially our young guys and not, you know, take away from that. And that's kind of why I know you were saying you, you, you felt like the, a DeRozan move, you know, depending on what combination you put it with, could be the best outlook for the season. I'm just not sure he, he comes here, you know, and takes a back seat that, to everyone else. That has to be the most concerning part. Is 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 would DeRozan be willing to basically go from being a first option on a team to like a that third, I can't see it fourth option? Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah, I I, I can't see it, man. Um, and then on the Vildosa thing, you know, I think I like how they set up the contract. You know, it gives him a lot of flexibility there for sure. Yeah. 
I just feel like, you know, I've said it when, when they signed him. I just feel like that there's a certain floor that you can expect from, from the Argentinian players, especially the guards. You know, you see yep. what Campazzo's success has been um, yep. in, in uh, Murray's absence. And I just feel like they come with a certain pedigree that uh, will allow them to see at, 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 at a bare minimum this, this level of success where they can be steady team players. We don't know if he's going to be the starter for us, but I, I think, you know, his pick-and-roll prowess – he stepped up from three last year. I think those are two ways. You know, scrappy defender. I think those are the, the three ways that he can he can make an immediate impact on this team. Yeah, it's interesting because like you you look at the role that he had on a on a team a good team and good league. He obviously won you know whatever it was that the MVP of the championship game or, mm. or something a couple of years ago. Um, you wouldn't think that he would come here to be the third the third point guard, right? So if we all assume that Rose is coming, I, I mean, personally, I'm assuming Rose is coming back. I don't know if you disagree. Um, so I think then I think he'll be back. So then if Rose is coming back, we also assume that Rose is not going to start, which I do not think Derek no, Rose is going to start. He, he I don't think he wants start. to start. Um, then I honestly, if you, if you ask me to place a wager on one name, one name right now today, who's going to be the Knicks starting point guard on opening night. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I actually think I am going to. I think I would say Voldoza. You think so? Just because, again, what do I think? The, are yeah. the odds 10%? Yeah. Are they yeah. 12%? Yeah. But I feel more comfortable. I mean, who am I putting first ahead it's of Alonzo, I guess? I think, Larry, you're going to get into a bidding war, and I hope they don't overpay. I think Miami will be in the mix. You know, Lakers and, and Philly tried to trade for him. Yeah. yeah we'll see if, the, if that comes about again. Uh, Dinwiddie, you never know. I think he obviously he goes to the highest bidder, and what will be his cost? The Lonzo thing, how much will will he cost? I, and just uh, for anybody who missed it, I mentioned this in the newsletter uh, this week. Reggie Jackson, again, you may not want to hear it, but uh, Reggie Jackson's agent is Aaron Mintz of Creative Artists Agency, <laughs> who you may have heard has some connections with little, the Knicks. Just a little bit of connections, a few connections, and you want to talk about like. Look, you know, look at the history. He when he was crying at the postgame podium after game six, he mentioned a phone call that Paul George made that got him on the Clippers. Yeah. Paul George is represented by Aaron Mitz of CAA. Like this agency takes care of their own and they place guys alongside. I mean, it's the it's the Julius Randall for Peyton package, um, you know, so to think that they, you know, that Reggie Jackson might not be in their potential plans is I, you know, might be, might be a thing. Yeah. You never know, man. We'll see how much all that sentiment means with Steve Ballmer. Although I feel like Ballmer's the type, I feel like he'll try to keep that team together. Uh, and, and knowing the connection with, with George and, 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 uh, and Reggie try to keep him. What we'll see, you know, but, sure, but they could only otherwise. pay him 10 million, 10 right. two, I think they can only pay him 10.2. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if he, he's earned himself a bonus off that playoff run. I think he has. So, uh, oh, he, see. Yeah, he definitely has. <laughs> see how that works out. All right, a couple more calls. A couple more calls. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Great show as usual. My guy Jay from East New York has been waiting for a while in the, on the Discord. Got to show some love to the Discord. So Jay from East New York, go ahead and um, unmute your mic, bro. What's going on? Jay. Hello, Jay. Jake? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, bro. Jay, Jay, make sure you turn off the speakerphone, bro. 
Give me one second. Give me one second. I got you right yeah. here. Jay always calls on the speakerphone, man. All right. Brothers, y'all can hear me? Yeah, loud and yeah, clear. Yeah, we, we hear you loud and clear. All right, so let me just get right to it. Yeah. I don't think we get Alonzo, Cal Lowry, Dinwiddie, none of those guys. Yeah. It okay. may be recency bias, but if I feel like we're going to go for a point guard that fits into the Knicks mold, which is the youth movement, I feel like we should go after campaign. You feel me? If we can't get campaign, we got two first rounders. We should be looking at Devontae Grant. Before Lonzo Ball came, I mean, before um, before Melo Ball came, he was averaging 18 and 7. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's very good. He could come in and spell, because I don't think D-Rose is leaving. I definitely think D-Rose is coming back. So those are the two guys that I'm looking at that I know we can get them in free agency, whether it be using our picks or if we got to pay, you know, 12, 10, 12 million a season campaign to take that. He's only making a million right now. So those are the two guys that I'm looking at in free agency. And if we go and draft, I got Bones Highland. I like him. Okay. I think he's real good. He's, he's, you know, you don't hear his name much. He'll be there at 32. Probably, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He he yeah. into that Knicks mold, man. So those are the those are the things that I'm looking for at point guard. But y'all I guys mean, if have your nickname today, is Bones. Oh, that's shout a good... out to me today, my birthday too. Yeah, shout oh, out to Jay, birthday. man. Happy birthday, bro. Appreciate Very the call, nice. man. Yeah. That, that's what we and that's what we talking about, Macri. On his birthday, he's talking about point guard options. Listen, he's talking about point again, guard options. It's 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 true. It is true love. Um I just want to say I'm actually a little shocked that we this show's been going on for a, an hour and a half, and this is the first we've heard of 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 campaign as an option yeah. because I think for sure he should he should absolutely be an option. Um, again, similar to Reggie Jackson in that at one point in time in his career, almost, yeah. high 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 you know highly touted high pedigree. He was obviously a lottery pick, bottomed out. Now reclamation project. Um, if you believe in the three ball, I mean, he, he could, he could run a pick and roll. I, he's a wizard around the basket. The way he's demon, man, man, his finishes are like, and he had clearly the big moment is not uh, too big for him. He had his, you know, I know the final score of that game doesn't indicate it, but there were some moments in the fourth quarter there last night that were a little touch and go. He scored seven points in the middle of that fourth. Some really, um, important, important moments. The one thing very quickly about Devontae Graham, mm-hmm. um, again, like we were saying about Lonzo, really does not get to the rim a, a lot at all. He, um, last year for Charlotte, only, gosh, uh, 7% of his shots came in the restricted area, mm-hmm. and then 5% came from between 3 and 10 feet. Um, he basically has turned himself into, like, pretty much exclusively a three-point three shooter, point which shooter. is not necessarily yeah. a terrible thing. But, but that also yeah. goes back to the quickly thing, which has always been my thing when I see Graham. Yes, I think he can be a bit more dynamic at right now. We don't know what, yeah. what quickly's complete bag will be, but I think I I would hope that quickly turns into that and maybe a little bit more. So that's yes. why I'm kind of hes- hesitant on, on the Graham thing. Yeah, we we talk, and again, we're, you're talking about a guy who three years into his career is is under a forty percent two point shooter. Yeah. Not not he's also an under forty percent overall shooter, but again, under forty percent from two. That's not. It's crazy. Not not great. Um, pain would be interesting, and and if CP three ends up getting a bag for uh you know turning this team's uh, fortunes around, he he could shake loose. Uh, definitely yeah. a great story as well, man. So you, you think like Sar- Sarver. 
he he only has so many checks. He's the guy that waits till he's got like two checks left in his checkbook before he orders yeah, yeah, the next right, packet of checks. Right. He's not it's trying to unpredictable, have, man. Yeah. He's gonna be unpredictable. Um, real quick, what what'd you think about that finals game, game one last night? Um I enjoyed it. I um I I in a text I I have I don't have to tell anyone this, but I will admit freely that in our text chain with uh Andrew Claudio, my my two buddies, uh Bernard and Yash, I picked Bucks in six. Mm. <laughs> A little bit contrarian. I was a little being a little bit contrarian because everybody was taking you know Suns and six or Suns yeah. and seven, um, just because I thought the Bucks were a better team and um, they're not. <laughs> they're just so thin. They just they have three guys, four if you want to give me Connaughton, who like are two way players who 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 won't hurt you at either end, and it's tough to win a championship with with four guys who you could rely on um, the whole game. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm with you, man. I think they're thin. I think they're really missing a solid score off the bench as well. That might be something they want to look into in the offseason. DiVincenzo, man, that injury the hurts. DiVincenzo injury um, on both ends it definitely hurts them. Yeah. I just I just think it, it, it's destiny for the Suns. Um, CP3 and Booker on a mission. They, they're going to kill, destroy that drop coverage and, and hunt Brooke Lopez every chance they get. And the, the question is for the Bucks, uh adjustments, right? Budenholzer yes. not known for his adjustments. Now, how much time are you going to put the freak at the five, knowing that he's got a battle? You know, he's battling four sons every time just to get a rebound. I'm not sure on that leg how many minutes he can go at the five. But, you kind of you kind of need Lopez in there to kind of you know take the load off. But how many? Not to you know we have to talk about this yeah. for too long. But like, how many chances? You're not you're not guaranteed anything in this league. Yeah. I, like I know Giannis is one two MVPs and he's only whatever he is 26 27 years old and you figure. You know the Bucks are are well set up and positioned or whatever, but like I, that's ultimately why I picked them is because I'm like, who's the best player in the si- series? In my heart of hearts, I still think Giannis is the best player in the series, mm-hmm. but he he would need to go like 2001 or 2000 Shaq, yeah. you know, uh, dominate uh, his, his version of that. Obviously, yeah. is very different. Hundred percent, yeah. man. 100%, but, you know, great job by CP3. I, I hope he wins it. I'll see what yeah. happens. All right, a couple more calls. We're going to go to DJ JD and close with the closer. Jay Boogie's in the building for all-season talk. DJ from Shaolin, what's going on, bro? Hey, Staten Island. What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, CP, when I'm not watching your show, yeah. Mac, this is my first time talking to you. I watch your show religiously at work when I'm cooking. You and the other kid, man, you you guys think just how I think. And I just wanted to say, from right before I get into all the point guard talk, I appreciate that. Appreciate so, it, bro. Just do Thank this, you. We appreciate this it. Is, this mix is healthy, man. For a Knicks fan, you guys are the right duo. But appreciate um, appreciate I just want to say, you know, I, I, I want to speak point guard because the last call of the birthday boy, shout out to the birthday boy, he said exactly who I was thinking and campaign. But, I mean – it, I've always been on the Lonzo bandwagon. You could talk, CP could speak for me. I'm 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 been Lonzo all summer all year, and it's not because of what he he can't do. It's because of what he does. Everybody wants RJ to attack the rack, and if you realize all the games from last year, when Alfred Payton is in that miserable corner, and he's yep. just wide open, yeah. that that spot that's not gonna be that's not gonna exist anymore because you have to you have to treat Lonzo as a three point shooter, and that his best clip is in those corners, the left and the right corner. So that's why I just feel like he brings the pace of speed, 
not just for RJ, but OB quickly. They're going to get faster looks, better looks, and that we're not always going to be a half-court offense that can't generate half-court offense. So I'm I'm here for Lonzo. The, there was a caller earlier that said Lonzo and Trey Mann. I, I would like that, but I don't think Tibbs would. So I don't think it's going to happen. And um, for, uh, Wing, because everybody's talking about DeMar, Mac, you – I don't know what, I don't know why you're in love with Demar. I, I just want to <laughs> I just want to say weird obsession. I to talk to you. Because if I got a chance to talk to you, just watch that play-in game and watch all of the Raptors elimination games. That's all I got to say about Demar. But That's how fair. about my man Will Barton with a player option? Like nobody's talking about that. I know he had, he got that little hamstring injury. I know he's been injured off and on, but when the kid is healthy, the kid is healthy. Yeah. So I just want to get your thoughts about what if they go Lonzo Will Barton. I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Kelly Kelly Uber. So, I'll let y'all talk about it. Lonzo Trey Man. That's that's the guards for me. I'm out. All right. Appreciate you, bro. That's that's good stuff. And just you know, the one thing he mentioned, uh, speeding up the game with with Lonzo. You know, he, he's he's good in transition. Get get some easy looks. Like, I I, I again, I, I'm guilty of this going over to the fact that like, well, in the playoffs, the game slows down and you're, and you're going to miss out on, on all those transition opportunities. Like what happens in the first 82 games matters. And I think now that we've gone to the playoffs, maybe we're yes, playoff players matter. And like what happens in the playoffs matters a lot, but like getting to that point, like that, you, that, that matters too. Like, um, and so the, the notion that Lonzo can get you easy buckets um, and obviously his, his, being better in the corners um as far as uh oh my who, who's the who, who did he, i'm already blanking on who he just mentioned that he wanted to to get um, he uh he's a campaign lonzo and there was somebody else he was, um, he was mentioning oh will barton will barton well oh yeah will yeah, barton will like barton. what do you think of will i, I like will barton i like as a will player. i like will he, he can get buckets another nick killer you know what I mean? I don't. He wouldn't be on my day one free agency priorities, but I would. I would definitely. Uh, I wouldn't mind Will Barton in the rotation. I mean, he had the whole thing this year where he's like, when he was coming off the bench, I guess, he, or he, maybe he was out injured or whatever. He's like, I'm a starter. Yeah. Um, so it, it it seems quite clear that he would like to start games. Um, you know, which is which is fine. Um, he's more dynamic than than Reggie. Um, he could definitely put the ball on the floor. Um, I yeah, I'm with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be my mind. day one guy, but I, I yeah, I, I wouldn't mind uh, Will Barton. So to everybody in the chat once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Thumbs up, thumbs down on Will Barton. Uh, let us know and leave us a comment in the chat. All right, a couple more. We're gonna go to JD and then the closer, Jay Boogie in the building. JD, how you feeling, bro? Feeling good, man. Happy, happy to be able to talk to you guys, Macri. How you doing? Hope all is well. Doing good. Uh, Thank you, bro. You know, just, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm breathing a sigh of relief that I'm going ahead of Jay Boogie. So <laughs> that, that's, that's the first good thing. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to, you know, I want to make a few points about the point guard situation. Mm-hmm. I think the Vildoza thing is interesting. You guys, as you guys were talking about, you know, Rose comes back, sort of what the outlook would look like. I think, you know, what the Knicks do at point guard will say some of what they think of Ildoza. You know, if we go out and we get two point guards and we'll, and we bring Rose back, then what does that say about um, how they think of Ildoza? I think what they do there will give us kind of a look on if they view him as, 
you know, mid-season after 20 games, maybe he takes that backup role because that's what I am projecting him to be, at least for this season, is, you know, maybe he can get that opportunity and be that first um, backup because he has a little bit of flair to his game. He has some passing ability. And, you know, which leads to my next point, when you look at this roster and you look at our young core with Mitch, IQ, Obi, I mean, do you want to include Knox in there for a season? You know, a lot of these players sort of have um, one-dimensional games at this point, right? So when you look at a roster that way, I think it's important for you to go out and get a point guard that, that can lead, that has those leadership qualities, that can talk on the floor. And that's where kind of Lowry, Lowry. you know, he wasn't my guy to start the all season, but the more I look at the way this roster is constructed, and if you're going to make that investment on Julius Randle, we just saw him have that role for the first time in his career as the lead guy. And do you see Randall as the leader? I don't know. Do it, can RJ become that? I don't know. You know, so when you look around the NBA playoffs, you look at the Trey Youngs and you look at the Chris Pauls and you, you look at some of these point guards, I think one of the qualities that's most attractive to me when you look at the roster is I want to have someone that can talk out on the floor, that can talk to these guys when things get tough. Who is going to, you know, lead these guys in the huddle, in the locker room, on the court? We didn't have that guy in the playoffs when the Hawks were able to toughen up on defense. We didn't have that talker on the no. court. And that was one of Alfred Payton's biggest weakness is, you know, he, he – he he played hard, but that that's all you got. You didn't yeah. get great body language. So that's my one thing about Lonzo Ball is he's young. He can play defense. He doesn't get to the basket much. I mean, I think you can complete that objective with, with the pick and roll. You can get him closer to the basket, but he can't really drive to the basket in a one-on-one game. But my biggest thing about Lonzo Ball is he doesn't really talk on the court. And, again, mm-hmm. I keep saying when you look at this young core, I want to be able to have a guy, even if it's a young point guard, but that has that quality. And yeah. that's why I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks go out there and give Lowry a lot of money to be able to accomplish that. Um, and the last thing I'll say is, it's a question for you guys. Okay. If the Knicks get blank player, I'm going to be pissed off <laughs> and I'm going to question the ability of this GM to be able to get us to the promised land. And if the Knicks get this player, I'm going to jump for joy all summer. Who is that pick for both of you guys? Thank you guys. Hit them likes up. CP, I'll talk to you. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. That was, that's man. Um, well, this is tough. I think the player that you would jump for joy with is easy for me is Kawhi Leonard because you're not trading anything for him. That's an easy one. You know what I'm saying? If we if finally got, Leonard, got oh a guy God. in free agency, we finally get a guy, and and we didn't have to mortgage the entire future for, that would be an easy one for me. Because the Dame thing, I already know. Sure. You're packaging everything. Yeah. No, sure. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, Kawhi is, the, Kawhi is the easy answer. I'm trying to think yeah. of one that, like, is a little bit more, um, you know, a less obvious one. I Gosh. There's I mean, just I, I I'm it's this free agent class I'm just so not yeah, in love it's, it's, with, with I'm not any enthused. of it. I'm not enthused, man. I'm trying to think of in ter- the, the other one is is more interesting. The guy that if they oh uh, that's an easy one for me just because of what and it's by the way 
no one has mentioned his name once mm-hmm. for a good reason um, because of how much money he's going to get and because of what he is and more importantly, what he's not. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. If oh, they wind yeah, up with Dennis yeah. Schroeder. Yes, yes, yes. I will. Yeah. I will not. I will not be yeah. uh, pleased if if they give Schroeder what what he's been expecting, right? <laughs> what I'd rather sign. Expecting. I'd rather give in to Kelly Oubre's yeah. agent's desires and give yeah. him money. Let's say they give Schroeder a four year, hundred million dollar bag. I think. Oh yeah, God. I think that would be it. That would it be w- it. That would have the chance to be the worst contract in the league um, <laughs> yeah. immediately. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So I would say Schroeder on one side and, and Kawhi Leonard would be easy for me on the other side. Um, but on the Lowry thing, you know, I see where he's coming from. And, and, and I think these are kind of the points that you were making. And it, it makes sense. You know, when, yeah. when you think about just having that guy, having that lead on the floor and just having that guy that can consistently take the pressure off of Randall because I thought, I thought it was too immense for him in the playoffs. Hopefully yeah. that doesn't carry over into the regular season. Rose was that guy. It's his health just couldn't, you know, he just didn't have the stamina to be yeah. that guy on a consistent basis, which is why he's not our starter. No, now, no, Lowry no shame at in that. that. No right, shame. no shame in that. Now, Lowry at 35, can he be that guy? I, I think that that's the, that's the question. But there's no doubt yeah. he can help and, and elevate these young guys. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, it's it's going to be a matter of, what does Kyle Lowry want? Because if Kyle Lowry wants to compete for a championship right away, probably not coming to the Knicks. If he wants to just stay comfortable, probably not coming to the Knicks. But then again, and we still don't know for sure where is where the Raptors playing next yeah, year. I yeah. wonder also how that factors in. True, true. So and who they pick it for? Where do they go it for? Well, that yeah, lots, you know, lots of lots of balls in the air. Lots of questions. All right, we'll go to the closer of the night. So to everybody in the chat once again, great show, great callers. And uh, we'll definitely be doing this again. Let's go to the closer. He goes by the name of Jay Boogie from North Carolina. Jay Boogie, what's going on? Off-season Jay Boogie. Salute, salute, salute. Three capital S's. Yep. Shout out to everybody, man, that's rocking with us. Not for now, but for always and forever, man. Give yourself a round of applause, everybody in the chat, man. Everybody putting their thoughts and their brains, their ideas together, trying to figure out what's the best move, what we can do to complete our team. That's a great situation to be in. Shout out to my GM, General Manager CP, also another GM, a great man. And shout out to J-Mac for being in the building. Because J-Mac, I don't know if you know this, but when you come in the building, all the J's start bringing along, man. You know what I'm saying? We follow it behind you too, baby. We got love and respect for you, everything you do. Congratulations to you, man. Happy Father's Day. And anybody else that's out there giving newborns, you know what I'm saying? Happy Father's Day and Happy Mother's Day. That's an everyday life, man, for mm-hmm. everybody, man. But everybody keeps talking about it's the off-season. Nah, ain't nothing off about the season. Today is the on-season. It's Let's always go. the on-season. The phones is ringing. The chats is ringing. The pods is ringing. Nice. Everybody calling here. Everybody's in combines. Everybody's trying to figure out what they're going to do. This is the busiest time of the season. Not playing basketball. That's the easy point. The hardest part and the hardest job is trying to put together your team and your roster for years and years and years to come. And I tell you, man, you got to love and respect and appreciate where we at. We're in a great position right now. We ain't got to be mad. Oh, man, we, we didn't get our pick. We ain't get our pick this year. We should have got number one. We fell all the way down to the four pick. We didn't have to worry about that. We don't owe nobody no, no draft picks. We don't owe nobody nothing this year. We got our own picks. We got our own cap space. And we got our own 
identity right here, right now. So big up to this Orange and Blue, man. You got to love and respect everything what's going on, how we handling our business, man. But I'm going to tell you, man, we got to follow suit, man. And the suit that I'm following, Toronto made a one-step move, and it went to a chip. The L.A. Lakers came right behind it, did a one-step move, and went right to the chip. And here come the Phoenix Suns. They did a one-step move and went right to the chip. Guess who's on deck, y'all? That's right. Guess who's on deck? It's a possibility we can make a one-step move and get right to that chip. You know what I'm saying? My identity and my eyesight has always been talking about 2023. That's what I'm looking at. But I can see things right here, right now. That's right. I can see clearly now when the storm and the rain and all the bad times, the bad contracts, all that is gone. We here right now. You know what I'm saying? And I love to have Larry on this team. Because Larry, man, I tell you, who to stay Larry with? And Larry and, uh, and Kawhi ain't talking about trying to get back together. Nobody know. Everybody just guessing every type of scenario. But Larry is the type dog that we need on the team. Larry's going to get into his face and tell him to turn up. Larry's going to grab R.J. Jer- R.J. Bryant's jersey and tell him he needs to tighten up. That's what we missing, just like the last caller was talking about. We ain't got nobody checking nobody getting in their face, you know what I'm saying? And you got to respect and see what the, um, the Phoenix Suns is doing. They got a full, complete team, you know what I'm saying? They did it the right way, too, you know what I'm saying? They yeah. built their team, they roster through the draft. So we don't have to force feed nothing, you know what I'm saying? If we're not getting free agents, continue on building it through the draft. We got a 19th, the 21, 32, 58, and more and more picks to come. Build up to the draft and get all the way to 23 and let them people walk to us. We ain't got to go chasing after everybody because if you keep doing what you're supposed to be doing and doing it the right way, guess what? Everybody going to come because Leon Rose, the dice man, is in the building. World Wide West, he's doing what he's doing. He networking. And you see Cobb, he had to come by. He by himself. And what you see when he got the clipboard? He's taking notes, you know what I'm saying? And everybody else should be doing the offseason, should be working on their game. Everybody is on, 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 on a one-shot look at right now. Handle your business when you come back. Be mad that the Atlanta Hawks knocked us out and come back and straighten your face. Just like the Phoenix Suns, they was mad they got knocked out of their arm. That bowl last year, they came back and straightened up the whole league, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm looking to follow that type of suit, man. And you got to love and respect everything what we're doing. And shout out to the best board man in the game, Super Dave. I told him earlier today, if you take his left arm out of his shirt and his right arm out of his shirt and leave his shirt around his neck and put both of his arms out, he going to fly. That's my man, Super Dave, you know what I'm saying? And shout out to my little niece, you know what I'm saying? Ashley, Miss Moss, you know what I'm saying? And shout out to my man, CK2K. And shout out to anybody who never had a shout out. Peace, love, two fingers stuck together. And this ain't the off season. This the on season. Everybody oh, handling their beef. God bless you. Y'all go. all stay healthy and safe. Jay Boogie from North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen. If you're new in the chat and just getting hip to a Jay Boogie sermon, you don't get no better than that, folks. That's that's not a that's not a phone call so much as it's performance art. It's a sermon. It's a sermon. It's a sermon. That was That's it, man. There's no questions. Inspiring. There's no questions. There's no answers. It's just Jay Boogie's time. We, we, I, no, I give I mean, him his time and I let him go to work. That's it. Questions and answers don't even exist in <laughs> Jay Boogie's world. That's it, man. Um yeah, that was that was incredible. Gotta was really love good. it. Gotta respect it. Jay Boogie, salute you, man. Definitely appreciate it. Macri, great show as usual, man. This this was a great um segment. Let's let's keep it going. And as I kick off my uh outro music, uh just let the people know where they can find you and what, what you got going on this week, man. 
Uh, what do I have going on? Same thing as, as always, uh, check me out on Twitter, JC Macri MBA, um, link in there to subscribe to the Knicks film school newsletter. Obviously check out the Knicks film school podcast, Knicks film school, YouTube channel, got some new merch coming down the line. Uh, link for that, uh, can be found anywhere you consume our content. And, uh, yeah, man, this was fun. It's always good to hash it up with you and, uh, with the callers and, and chat and the whole thing. This is, um, like he said, it's not the off season. Hey, it's the on season. Shout out to Jay Boogie. Shout out to Macri. Shout out to everybody in the chat, man. Great to be back. We had over a thousand people live and direct with us, man. So great show as usual. Uh, Let's continue the conversation tomorrow night. We're getting back into the draft. Rafael Barlow, NBA Draft Junkies, will join us. My guy, uh, Knicks Draft Guy, will join us as well. Take him your, your questions on the Knicks Draft. Remember, the show's presented by Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Go get that lawnmower 4.0. And also, remember, the show's available in, in audio podcast format, man. So if you miss it on YouTube, miss it on video, catch it in the car on the way to work, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major podcast platforms under uh, Knicks Fan TV. So you don't have to miss it. And, uh, yeah, man, we will see you guys tomorrow night. Same time, same place. Knicks Fan TV, live and direct, presented by Man. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.